you start just getting naked and start yelling on the mic or Whoa. something? <laughs> Whoa, hold up. <laughs> He's not real, man. <laughs> that guy over there is not real. Until I see the acid rain coming down from Ohio, you know, I, I got to take what I hear from Twitter and my algorithm a little lightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are words to live by. Reviewing, viewing, and previewing sports, entertainment, and events. Dirty Dina Studio presents Sea Space City, starring Alan, Ricky, and Brian. Welcome to the Sea Space City Podcast. It is I, the Podfather Brian, and I am here via satellite with the real stars of the show, Alan and Ricky. Alan, how you doing, buddy? Woo! What's the mice? Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. <laughs> Who cares about, you know, your fans costing you last month's game because, you know, they decided to yell faggot at the end of the match. <laughs> Everything's right in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pride Month's over and Alan's taking the gloves off, apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we, we said we weren't yelling it in, like, derogatory forms or, like, you know, like, directly at somebody. It's just more like an expression, like, yelling, fuck! Or like shit, or like you suck, you they know. Did. They chose the choice. Major cock. The choice words you know? for that. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Ricky, how are you doing? Not too shabby. I also watched that game. I uh, I I don't want to comment on what we were just talking about a second ago, but I also watched the game. It was a very good game between Mexico and Panama. And the funny part about it, I was just telling um Bry. We went to a uh, mutual friend's wedding. We worked at a mutual friend's wedding. Had a good time. And we were talking about stuff, and I was saying, well, I don't really watch too much soccer. So when you guys talk about soccer, I have to be on the back burner and stuff. And I, I actually watched Mexico-Panama. It was crazy good. CONCACAF gold final. Fantastic matchup. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So, like, like, like any classic soccer game, you know, obviously – drawn out 0-0 draw till the end so you know draws all the attention from all the supporters who were watching for you know just curiosity <laughs> you know I was gonna go into that but you know you guys you guys hurt my feelings every week why is that Brad why because we make fun of how soccer should be high scoring and you're like ah, no <laughs> no that's the opposite of what, what happens <laughs> You know, every week I sit here and I call you guys the stars of the show and I ask you how you're doing, but nobody asks how Brian's doing. It's just like, oh, fuck well, that guy. Well, that's because we just jump into everything that we want to talk about, but you know what? Brian, Brian, Brian how are you, how doing, you doing, man? man? Don't jump out the window. What, what's going oh, on, this, buddy? This you got a friend in me. <laughs> This doesn't feel forced at all. <laughs> You're actually not supposed to ask people how they're doing. That's that's like 
it's supposed to, like when you ask someone how they're doing, it's like a real faint attempt at like how are you doing. You don't actually want to sit there and have a psychological assessment conversation <laughs> with somebody. <laughs> so you're not you like that. That's that's modern psychology. You're not supposed to ask people how they're doing. You know, unless you actually want to sit there for ten minutes and you know. Have a have a chat to chat, a heart to heart. Buddy. Well, you see, it all started when I was a kid, and I started to get chubby, and you know, the other kids, you know, they said, "Red Rover, Red Rover, send the fat ass over." And, <laughs> they would save the fat ass, you know, and I would well, waddle over and knock their little asses down. That's exactly you what know. you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go up against them and like Yokozuna body splash them <laughs> and take out the entire chain, bruh. Be like, hey, I'm, so, I'm supposed to be your friend. You're supposed to make friends with the big guy. You're not supposed to <laughs> make fun of him. <laughs> so uh, real talk, that didn't happen. I'm doing good. Um, <laughs> I saw an opportunity and I had to take it. <laughs> I feel you. He just wanted it to be known, you know, like those yada yada yadas or whatever, you know. He's just like, I'm gonna put it out there. Efficient for fake sympathy. I, I would like, I would like some some credit for for the Red Rover, Red Rover reference. I mean. That's just taking it back. That's taking it way back, bro. <laughs> way back, way back. See, so you're fishing for sympathy. To the sub so the five foot time, days. The next time you actually need help or sympathy or something like that or a crying shoulder, I'm gonna be like, hey, no, you're just you're just goofing around like you did that one time on the podcast. See, that's how it starts <laughs> on that podcast where we try to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> In all reality, I'm doing good. Had a busy weekend DJing. Ricky, like you said, you know, we did that wedding. Um, that was a good time. Congratulations, John and Annie. If you listen, we appreciate you. Glad we could be at your wedding. It was good stuff. But let's jump in. You guys were already rip-roaring to go. You guys both watched it. I did not. So tell me all about this wild-ass Gold Cup finale. So I actually want to ask Ricky what what were his thoughts on the game because obviously, he, like he said, he's not a big soccer watcher. But obviously, I saw the game a little back and forth, a little domination from both sides at certain points, and then at the end, you know, obviously, we already talked about what happened. But I don't know, Ricky, what what you think about? Oh, the game? it was fantastic. Yeah, I got a lot of that back and forth. Um, I felt that Mexico was slightly, just slightly ahead throughout the entire game. You could just feel that they took control of the mm. game a little bit better. They had an early goal, like it was like in the thirty third minute, and like yeah, that that was exciting. One oh thing yeah, I can tell you <laughs> that I love about soccer that I really want to mention is the atmosphere. Like, oh, my God, bro. Like, they love sport. Like, we don't love sport. We we don't give a shit about sport compared to how much they love sport. Like, bro, so- soccer atmosphere is a completely different thing. That goal in the 33rd, which I, I'm I'm not quite sure about all the rules and stuff. This one got canceled because of because of an uh, offsides, which I'd have to really go back and look at the tape. And- yeah. What was that? So what was going on there? 
Um, I think the player was offsides by I think like half a foot, oh. something so like that. Like you um, so and it, it was like a fifty yard run. So it was it, like they, they they allowed the play to develop or whatever, and then they ended up scoring. Oh, okay. But they called it back. Okay, so they were offsides before the goal. They let the play develop, and oh, okay, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Okay, mm-hmm. and then like they check it back. Okay, okay. okay. Makes a lot more so sense. the offside rule, it's what? They can't be past the last defender? Well, yeah, and it's actually about to change where as long as a part of your body is in line with the last defender, you're still on sides. If your whole body is past him, then you're you're officially so the, I mean, I feel like if I was a defenseman, so, I wouldn't go past like the 18-yard line. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of game theory. <laughs> like, I would well, just say, just yeah, the there's top, a lot of know? game theory that you could play around with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive. Oh, formation. and there, there's, there's footage of, uh, I think it, it's Netherlands. I think in the 70s or 80s, where it's just like everybody, everybody presses up uh, against the player who's holding the ball. And then obviously you circle them out and somebody's going to get the rebound, one of your players. And it, it was, I mean, it's pretty. Tactical, yeah. you know, like like you said, it's a tactic to work on. But if somebody poaches, you know, a back line, like in football, whenever somebody's like on the sideline trying to fake like, oh, I'm not hearing what you're saying. My, my mic's not working. And then you just take off the sideline, you know, <laughs> similar theory. Just you just got to watch your lines. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm sort of new to it. Like, I, I think I want to watch a little bit of uh, the uh, U.S. Women's Cup coming forward too, and stuff like that. Just. That was appropriate naming of it right there. Yeah. What? The U.S. Women's Cup. <laughs> well, women's. As they go for the 3 <laughs> Like, like the, the Alabama Football Invitational, <laughs> even though sometimes they might not make it. Yeah. Well, that's that's mainly who that I'm going to watch, I mean, like the U.S. team. So that's why I said it. <laughs> so but, so uh, back to this game, there was a late kick by Panama, too, that was really – they almost had it, man. Like those zero to zero games, those are really like I don't know. You you want a little bit more offense sometimes, but man, when they finally do score, my mm-hmm. God, is it like is it is it is it something? It's like wow, they've been working for this for so long, and then you finally score, and holy crap! Then Mexico in the eighty seven, like almost <laughs> at the end. Man. It definitely is that slow build. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like uh, the Spanish commentators say, uh, you finally get the guest of honor to arrive, the goal, the celebration, the the escape of jubilation. Of course, there was that almost early score in the 33rd minute, like you said, but I think I just watched it back. So the attacker was a little bit ahead of the final defender inside the box. So obviously, I remember the game totally oh, okay. wrong, <laughs> but... Uh, he was just like a foot ahead of the last oh. defender, but in the new rules, that wouldn't have been offsides because his body was still in line with the defender to an extent. So we were talking. We were so talking we'll about. See. We'll see how we it were changes. talking about the uh, slow build up to the uh, to the goal. I was thinking of like uh, Sting, the singer, when he mm-hmm. used to talk about using like tantric sex. <laughs> sort of build up and build up to his explosion. <laughs> so I see, I see games of soccer kind of like tantric sex. So games of, uh, you see the similarity there, fellas. <laughs> 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 I 
Definitely, definitely. It's like, oh, I got control now. Oh, oh, now you got control. Oh. All right, let's let's play a little together, you know. Uh, okay. Then, oh my so goodness. They, so they so uh, Mexico scores like three minutes before time. Um, not time, but like before the ninetieth or whatever. So what happens with the clock? Yeah, there? before the before overtime. So, so essentially. with the clock, is that like? So I noticed that they keep the clock going during like non-play, whenever you know the other stuff is happening in between plays and stuff. So do they just have a timekeeper that just keeps track of all that nonsense time, and that's what this is my big yes. soccer. <laughs> so. So okay, yes, in, in a sense, yes. Time. There, there is, there is five referees on yeah. duty. There are the two linesmen, the one referee in the yeah. middle, and then the referee um, that that does like the sub the substitutions, yeah. right? So the referee that does the substitutions and the main referee run their their clock at the same time. And then the referee that's out of bounds stops the clock whenever, you know, there's anything that goes wrong. There's time wasting or the ball goes out of bounds, anything like that. Substitutions. And then whenever it's the 90, whenever it's 45 minutes or 90 minutes, that's when it's like, okay, it's a minute and a half. Let's go ahead and give two minutes. But to Brian's point, with not knowing what the fuck was going on with the World Cup uh, this winter, all the games were just absurdly long. They didn't have water breaks, not that I was aware of, but that all the games were like plus sixteen minutes oh. long, which is not oh, normal. Okay. Normally, the last half would probably go over max, probably five more minutes. They'll do a plus five if there's all three subs done at the end of the game, right? So right there, three that's six substitutions, half a minute. Free substitution, you're talking about three minutes and then another two minutes for balls going out. A little bit of time wasting here and there, so that's five minutes. Because right it just there, seems you know. good. Why can't they just stop the goddamn clock? Yeah. <laughs> it just seems so goofy at the end of the game. I, like, obviously, NFL does it. Every other sport no, does it. Every yeah. other sport with a timer, when, the, when there's a pause or a stoppage in play, the clock stops. It's so easy. soccer has to be special, and by special, I mean special. End. <laughs> Those the rules. Those the rules, you bro. It's so goofy. Like you get to the ninetieth minute, and you're just the commentators are just like, uh, "I think we have five minutes left to go. We'll 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 get we'll get with well, you." Well, the commentators <laughs> wait for for the referee in in the middle of the pitch to put up his LED board and say, hey, we got another five yeah. minutes here. Goddamn referee hey, we has an LED statement. accessory. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you just have a, a proper, uh, like, a clock stoppage, like in the NFL. Like, hey, I, I, I bet if they changed that referee for a, for a ring girl or something, everybody would be paying attention. Well, that's a, that's a whole different animal. That, I, I, I completely agree with that. I bet you nobody. I bet you nobody would be complaining about like, oh no, yeah, no, oh extra time. No, I to think what these Woo-hoo. crowds would chant at them. I, I truly do. <laughs> <laughs> so regardless of the time and the other stuff, the offside stuff that I didn't quite get, and all this other stuff, it was a fantastic game. Wow, what a game! And the atmosphere, holy mm. crap! Yes, people watching a little bit of soccer. Yeah, and then the, the final. <laughs> 
I don't know if Ricky ran down the final play or the, you know the goal play. Um, it was a, I think it was like a corner kick from Panama, and they rebounded it out towards the Mexican striker who was pulling towards the right side of the field, and then in a split second he actually tapped the ball across like his across his body towards the opposite side of the field, and just like one on one sprint against the defender who was tagging him, but he beat him out pretty smoothly, and. Uh, Crossed the goalkeeper straight, like the goalkeeper obviously came out to try to meet him at the apex of, of where he was running. So he just uh, tapped it like beside him. Then it was a pretty open net, just given the angle. So it was a, a pretty good goal by Santi Jimenez, an Argentine Mexican naturalized player, by the way, not a pure Mexican player. Well, this player. explains why he was so the hopefully... winning scorer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and they also put him in at, at, at he was a late, yeah, late they sub, so in. they put him in at the 80s. He was fresh and actually Argentinian. He got in the game like. <laughs> yeah, he was fresh. Yeah, he was fresh AF. He got nice in there plan. like three minutes before he scored, so <laughs> He's a, he, he works quick. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can get him. Well, we already got him in, and then there's another, I think a Colombian or Ecuadorian player that's playing in the Mexican league right now. That's actually been like hammering it out for three years. So, Hey man, at this point, beggars can't be choosers. We're not at the point where you, where USA can just be like, yeah, let's take all these Mexican guys that, you know, weren't going to get a chance because of the way the Mexican national team is laid out now where it's like sponsored driven and, you know, marketing driven. So there's the reason why certain players do make the, men's national team um kind of similar to where usa was eight years ago but not really because at that point it was just the coach who kept his his regime there you know and those players got a little too old so what you're saying is that mexico is handing out sponsorships and passports because well rumors of their yeah the marketing are are wrong (laughs) <laughs> they're they're yeah like the the pr people yeah they they're the ones who control you know the millions of dollars coming in so you got to take care of your sponsors you know they want to see such and such player on this tour rumor has it rumor has, obviously we're not we're not you know allegedly in the allegedly, know-how of course allegedly so what was the final allegedly score? <laughs> oh zero. one zero yeah. oh it was literally one nothing <laughs> Mm-hmm. And this was an exciting game. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the near goals and the goal there was there was a false uh, finish towards the middle yeah. of the match, right? There was a false finish towards the middle of the match, and then it was a long dragged out slobber knocker <laughs> and the knockout punch at the yeah. end. You know? <laughs> they were they were they were they were getting a little physical out there. And too. MJF with yeah. the dynamite ring, <laughs> headlock, takedown, one two three. <laughs> So, Mexico wins the CONCACAF Gold Cup. Congratulations. There's no congrats. I mean, obviously, we were talking about, or before the podcast started, how the the U.S. Men's National Team Twitter is not, like, their personal Twitter, but just, like, the fanatics, the fans, the people tweeting are talking about, oh, congratulations on winning this worthless cup. Good thing you didn't play us because we would have beat you with our B squad. But, you know, whenever Mexico sent uh, their B-squad against the U.S. men's national B-squad eight, ten years ago, 
you know, Mexico won 5-0. That's so. what I was wondering. We ain't talking about like, that, is, you know. Is our, is our soccer team that good to be talking crap to other countries? <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a depth that they didn't have before, which is good. But that B squad that they brought over the last two games that they played, they did go all the way to the penalty shootouts. So they are missing that something, I guess, whether it's in a, I don't want to say they're missing that something in attack because they did go six zero against some of the, some of the teams. And I guess we talked about the Trinidad game, right? They won pretty bad. So <clears throat> they have the people to score. Sometimes a defense will just pucker up against you. You know, obviously Panama is not no slouches if they were able to keep Mexico oo till the very end. So, by the way, sorry. Shout, shout out to Dynamo uh, Gold Cup player of the tournament, Cucurella, who uh, had an outstanding showing with Cucurella. Panama. <laughs> I like that name. Mm-hmm. Talking about <laughs> defenders, that's why I had to bring him out. <laughs> Listen, he's. I hope that's his name. He's no Sam. Cucurella. I hope it's Cucurella. <laughs> Cucurella. No. no Sam, I am. Is Sam even still on the Dynamo? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, if he is, Dynamo, players, pass it to Sam. <laughs> They'll throw back to episode one. <laughs> Carrasquilla, my bad. Cucurella, Carrasquilla. Shows how much of a Dynamo fan I am. (laughs) So, uh, moving to MLS, there's a big debut this week in Miami. Big debut out in the streets, too, if you were lucky enough to be, you know, not call out sick from work in Publix. (laughs) So, it turns out, Leo Messi is people too and needs groceries. Is people too? So. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? I do. <laughs> Stars are people too. Stars are just like us. Huh, I'll check them out. <laughs> Which kind of bananas will he get? Those don't look so ripe yet. <laughs> <laughs> they look a little green, Messi. <laughs> hey, Dad, can we get peanut butter, Captain Crunch? Fuck yeah, son. Go put that shit in the cart, man. <laughs> Does he drink lactose so, milk or regular I mean, milk? <laughs> almond milk. Although I do want to find out how they make mate. So, you know, they they, they have that in the grocery store. What? You know, watch out. I, it's like a herbal coffee drink. I'm not sure what the F it is, but it's M-A-T-E. They drink it out of like a silver cup with like a silver straw. The Argentinian and Colombian people. I'm not sure what it I is. I mean, with but... the Colombians involved, it's probably coffee and cocaine mixed together. Hey-o! Well, that's. I was thinking it was it was probably coffee and pot, honestly, because just the way the herb looks like on top of, of the drink. <laughs> well, you know, it's... at that point, I'm like, well, look, if this is what Messi's been drinking all these years to play like this in Barcelona, no wonder he's playing out of his fucking coffee mind. Coffee and he's chronic. Just... <laughs> yeah, he's just stone stone AF out there in the pitch, just like, oh, okay, oh, let me do this, let Latte? me do this, Latte? Malta. Mate? Yeah. Mate. Did you look it up? Guys. Hey. Hey. 
<laughs> mm. Oh, I thought you Googled it. I thought you were no. going to Google it. <laughs> so, was the TMZ headline, Messi kicks it in Publix? <laughs> well, all I saw was just the, the the pictures of them out in the grocery store, <laughs> which, you know, I have two two questions for you, fellas. One who would you, you know, just mind running into the grocery store like a big star like that? And two, I think they had to close that Publix. Like, oh, yo, if you're inside, if you're inside, you're lucky enough. You're gonna have to, you know, you're you're gonna be able to be in the building with this guy. But we can't allow more people to be walking in because I saw like the parking. I saw a video of a parking lot outside, and it was pretty jam packed. Now, I'm not going to no. lie. I'm surprised. Messi is a megastar, yes. But this is America. I guarantee you, yeah. out of the 300 million people in America, 270 million couldn't pick Messi out of a lineup. <laughs> this guy right here. Right, same. <laughs> Two-thirds of this podcast. That's what I was gonna say. Whenever, out of a yeah, lineup. Like whenever his plane landed in Miami, he didn't he didn't they were they were actually talking about that, how he didn't quite get a lot of fanfare whenever his plane landed in Miami. But people were saying it was probably a private plane or something like that. And then compared to like where he came from, where he was like he was like in this restaurant and like people are just like bombarding him, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So like whether you're in Barcelona or in Paris, yeah, there's just fans everywhere who know like, yo, this is Peyton Manning over here. Peyton Manning's over here. (laughs) Y'all let's go. (laughs) But I think soccer, I think soccer hooligans and soccer fans like that. I think they just care about their fans probably a tad bit more than we do ours. Not saying that ours wouldn't get mobbed, but I don't think they get mobbed to the degree that they would over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even with like the the athletes we had come see uh, come see people at Dick's. Yep, it was a pretty orderly people operation. Were excited, but it wasn't crazy. Mm. Yeah, no one got crazy. Yeah. It was, we're talking about JJ Watt here and in the Houston area. As well, yeah. I mean, besides like the besides our boy Phil, nobody was being a pain in JJ Watt's ass. (laughs) 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 Well, see, the only reason why why I think it could maybe become different is because well, there are some people that do streak onto the field and NFL football games and all that stuff, but nobody goes out onto the field to try and touch a player, like especially not a football field because you might get tackled. Are you not? You're you're not Mike. You will yeah, get streaking on the streaking You'll on get, the field. Is, you know, pile driving into the ground. On, streaking on the film is about doing <laughs> or on the field is like uh, that's about like doing it for the gram, man. That's like doing it for the likes, doing it for the crazy. <laughs> yeah, <That's- laughs> exactly. But whenever whenever these European soccer stars come over, there's a lot of pitch invaders that just want to go out out and say, you know, hello, yeah. but. Obviously, you, hopefully it doesn't happen too much because then it'll become a security issue for the yeah. MLS. But obviously, they're going to have to ramp up security anyway, just because you're you're inviting some of the biggest stars yeah. in the world. Well, do you remember in the NLCS there was a guy who uh, ran out onto the field and just like ran out and said hi to Altuve? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the ALCS, ALCS correct. Yes. 
He hugged them, and he hugged them, right? Yeah, yeah and he's still in a no, suit. So. <laughs> Damn, guy, that. you did all you black. You got yourself blacklisted Altuve for nothing. Did, he did well in the playoffs <laughs> after that. He did well. He did well after that. <laughs> Not encouraging anyone to go out there. And, <laughs> and then he got injured this like, year. You know, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. So, um, to your to your security question. I don't know how a grocery store could really shut down like that. I don't think they would. And again, because it's America, I don't think Messi would warrant it. Now, if it was Jalen Hurts down there, you want me to shut down my grocery store and and cost me money? (laughs) No. (laughs) Need I remind you about the movie Jaws? They didn't even want to shut down the beach because they were. Just sharks attacking people because they wanted to make money. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. <laughs> this is true. So, to your first question about athletes that you'd like to run into in the grocery store, I, I think that mine is Phil Mickelson. One, I want to okay. admire those calves in person. If you don't know anything about Phil Mickelson, he has, he like somehow got on this workout regime that he got like these shredded calves and it's like his big Instagram joke is like, everybody admire my calves. (laughs) He's trying to work on the calfzilla routine. Is that what's going on here? Oh yeah. It's funny. And, um, but I think he would be a good time to run into. Hmm. That's the issue. I'm trying to think about somebody who would be like super fun because I don't, I don't, I'm not a star fucker, so I don't really want to meet anybody. So (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) As to a guy who I think would be gracious and nice, it would be Altuve. I'd love to, I'd love to walk into (laughs) HEB and run into Altuve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like at the meat section, you know. It's just like you know, he's grabbing some ribeyes. You're just, you know, you're just looking at, you're just looking at the meat selection, like. Next guy up, and it's Altuve, and you're like, "Oh fuck, what?" He's like, "Hey man, obviously they'd be a lot." I'm of, going to Breggy's. It barbecue. would be pretty mob though. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Altuve probably wouldn't get that uh, HEB uh, treatment like he does in the in the commercials, where it's just like a secluded <laughs> thing. He would get pretty mob. I think you, think? Would. you could you could also go up over there and grab Altuve, so you, <laughs> you'd you'd have to take that chance, right? Did Did you just say what I think you said? <laughs> Ricky's got that T-Mobile connection over there, so I, I can't I can't catch every word. Add in the boonies. <laughs> oh shit! Well, okay, so I answered. Uh, Ricky, who you got besides your declaration of not being a star fucker? <laughs> I can't think of anyone. Literally, like I don't I don't care about like meeting any stars in like I don't know who. Ah, all right. I guess I'll go. I mean, hold on, hold on. So I must submit another. I must submit another from the world of non-sports. If I were to, if I were to run into one Margot Robbie in the grocery store, I'd be very pleased. That's what I was going to think of. Would you be like, "Hello, Barbie, let's go party." Ah, 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 ah. Hello, Barbie, let's go party. Would you do something like that? If or, that's or what, what it took, <laughs> I absolutely would. 
<laughs> so Al, who are you looking into? Look, who are you looking to run into in the cereal aisle? Ooh. So just to keep it in the soccer in the soccer realm, obviously, just to get a good pop would be Ronaldinho. Just to get a good smile, obviously, the the unbreakable smile right there. You just got to be happy whenever you're into somebody like that. And then somebody who I just think I can run into any day is John Cena because well, you never see him. Obviously, <laughs> you never see him, so he could just be standing next to you any day at the grocery store, and you know it's not going to be a big public oh, up uprage because you know he's just That's there every day. And if you any of you try to talk to him, he'll just tell you, "Hey, I, can can I just have a word with my friend or something like that?" John Cena's oh, uh, footprints in your sand. It's the kindest way to say, hey, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You did not just, just equate footprints in the sand and John Cena. I did, buddy. I did. Oh, there's our moment of blasphemy for the day. <laughs> We haven't had a little light blasphemy in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that was uh, earlier in the week. And Friday, though, on Al, well, I think it's not going to be on Apple TV. Although they're advertising it, it's definitely going to be probably on uh, Univision or TUDN Network or um, probably some ESPN thing. They have to have that uh, MLS or league's cup game between cruz azul and inter miami the supposed debut of one Lionel messi this friday night release day probably of the podcast yeah right <laughs> um i mean great <laughs> you know, 30 36 year old version of messi um, playing hey, for a Miami if, team that is if, absolutely terrible. They're like in like last place. <laughs> well, that is that is very true, actually. Yeah, and they they have brought in some uh, reinforcements from Spain, some of Messi's old buddies. But I mean, man, oh, look, so, there's a reason why they had to be let let go from the teams that they were playing. So, what in. is it? A Barcelona retirement team now? It's essentially, essentially, <laughs> they were like, look, we already made our money over there. We already took all the money we could from the club, you know, financial woes, who cares? They try to refinance our contracts. We said, sure, if you can, we'll, we'll take one for the team because you guys are fucking sucking on economics right now. I don't know who's, who's over here, Jack Easterby? God damn it. <laughs> hey, only one team can win the championship. Another blasphemous team the championship, take. But every team can make a little bit of money, man. You know, so if you got to bring in Messi on like his retirement tour, let's That's, just do yeah. it. Screw it. <laughs> yeah, for for four years, warm up to to the Gold Cup. You know, three years, warm up to the World Cup. My, you got to let him. Let him get acclimated to the cities he's going to have to travel to in the World Cup. I'm I'm gonna laugh if uh, Miami does go on a run now with Messi, and just like makes well, their way up the standings. It would be pretty crazy. There's I think they're solely in last place right now, so it, it would be pretty crazy. But the League's Cup is it's just a knockout uh, 
straight up elimination tournament is kind of like a March Madness. So, you know, if there's some success there, I could see, you know, obviously people are going to be jumping on the bandwagon anyway. But I could see, you know, you, you have a good showing in something where it's just a one one game elimination, you know, thing. You can definitely show out. And then they're going to start the Copa Libertadores, which is a South American tournament. Uh, they're going to start inviting uh, North American teams. I think they're going to start inviting MLS teams, which is a first-time thing. Well, I guess, you know, you've got to try to some get... 16 teams somewhere. Yeah, obviously. And having Messi go play Boca Juniors as a 16 seed would probably be pretty great, which is, is, is like saying, like, uh, trying to go play the Chiefs in Argentina versus, uh, you know, Some high school? Texas versus the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're talking about celebrities. And this past weekend, the American Century um, Championship Celebrity Golf Tournament took place in Tahoe. This is where, this is really where the world was introduced to Charles Barkley's golf swing <laughs> and his golf game. Um, he plays in it every year. The last few years, he has started placing a bet. He will bet on himself to make the top 70. And huh. he has yet to do it. This year, he was 81. Oh. <laughs> um, Damn. It, it's always a fun event. Like, I remember back in the day, this is where you would see Bill Murray out with, like, his goofy-ass hats. Like, it was really a lot of actors Doing for a long exactly. time. And now there's not as many. There's so many former football players and current football players and a lot of hockey players, uh, some former baseball players. But, like, um, just a couple guys who really – Stuck out. Um, you had Devonte Adams playing. Oh, badass! Baker Mayfield, <clears throat> both of whom finished ahead of uh, Charles Barkley. <laughs> um, Larry the Cable Guy plays in it. Colin Jost. Oh, Dan Quayle, <laughs> former VP of the United States, <laughs> who finished. Just behind one Pat McAfee. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Where did the list? Um, it's a list of who's who's in the story. It very much Jesus. is. I, I'm going to get to the Miz. Oh. Because there's a long way to go down to get to the Miz. Because he's, uh, he's about as good as golfer as he is at picking football teams to follow. <laughs> The Miz is a Browns He's a Browns fan, fan, by the way. The Miz is a Browns fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had um, they had Derek and David Carr playing together on Sunday. Um, the Curry boys, Dell, Seth, and Steph, they all played together at least the first day, and they have a family bet. The loser, and they they, ha- they have a handicap and everything. The loser has to jump in the lake. And I'll tell you who is not jumping in the lake. And that would be one Steph Curry. As swish clutch is his thing. And Jeez, Louise. he went into the last day 
I want to say he had the lead. Um, day two, he had a um, he had a hole in one where he did the airplane run, <laughs> sprinting down the the whole way from the tee to the green with his arms out wide to go and retrieve his ball after hitting a hole in one, and. Um, he went into Sunday with the lead, and Marty Fish, retired tennis player, he uh, mounted a comeback and took the lead with a couple holes to go. Uh, Steph had a couple bogeys. It was a little bit rough, and they get to the 18th tee, and Steph has to have an eagle to win. And that's with help from Marty Fish. And Marty Fish, somebody screams in his backswing, which is some bullshit. <laughs> Except it almost sounded like a bird. Like everybody was saying, oh, yeah, somebody screamed in his backswing. Oh, that's like all the announcers are all upset and, and all this stuff. I'm like, that kind of sounded like some dumbass bird. <laughs> Which I've had happen a million times on the golf course. Hey, nature. It, right. You know, if if a bear if a bear decides to go rah whenever you're in your backswing, well, what are you yeah, gonna do? Bear, <laughs> you just you just gotta mentally toughen it out and just, you know, swing on. So Marty Fish shanks his drive off the first tee. If a bear decides to like grab you and try and take your arm in the middle of your back, you're mid swing, you know, <laughs> yeah, in the middle of your back swing, surrounded by a few thousand people. <laughs> I feel like security <laughs> is really wrong if you if the bear gets to you at that point. <laughs> well, like you could either be playing golf or you know, in triple A being Don Callis, you know, getting taken out by security. So, either way. You run a risk. Oh yeah, we. I think we should talk about that in a minute. But um, <laughs> but uh, some. I I do want to say something about this uh, Steph Curry show that happened. Dare I say, was that rotating shot better than the sinking Tiger Woods shot? What rotating? Are you talking about when he turned around after he hit the putt? Yeah. yeah. No, like he he. He he hit the he hit a putt and he didn't hit it right at the hole. He hit it up up a hill and then the ball just went down the hill on its own afterwards. Well, yeah, that's how uh, that's how you know greens work. I mean, obviously, that's how physics work and <laughs> and all that mumbo jumbo that the smart people with the good swings know how to do. Uh, the apex of your you know shoulders and. <laughs> The angle of your hips or something. Oh, the angle of the angle? The angle of your feet. Yeah. All the angles have to match up. They hit the good angle. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the hit. But it's I mean, honestly, hit. obviously, the Tiger Woods shot is more iconic because it was just the standstill at the hole and then the roll in. Some conspiracy theorists say there's magnets underneath, you know. Except the, golf uh, balls don't have metal in them. <laughs> but um, I mean, I, it reminded me a lot. It reminded me a lot of that Tiger Woods shot. I, I will say. I mean, yeah, yeah. So uh, on the 18th hole, Steph gets up on the green, and 
He's got an eagle putt. He's on and two on a par five. It's an 18-foot putt. Not a ton of break in, the, in that putt. But he he hits that putt, and it was like when he shoots a three and just turns around and starts walking back. He did that with his putt. He turned around when it was about three feet away, and he just waited for the crowd reaction, threw his hat up in the air, started sprinting around, high-fiving people, hugging people. Because Steph's been playing this event for like 10 years, and he's probably legitimately the best golfer coming out. You know, he has played some uh, Corn Fairy events. He's been on this quest to win it. He was also the first active athlete to win this tournament since Vinny Del Negro. Ooh. And that was like, that was a while back. Tony Romo, the defending champ, he uh, ended up placing like eighth. Um, like I said, uh, Charles Barkley, 81. Um, oh, Aaron Rodgers, fifth place. Because he's got some game. And, um, but The Miz finished 91st out of 93. Ooh. Dylan Dreyer finished 92nd. Oh, 90, Don Cheadle is not off. finished dead last after withdrawing after round one. So he must have hurt himself. Oh, man. Well, you know, maybe it wasn't Don Cheadle at all. Maybe it was one of those reptilian uh, entities that's been taking over <laughs> the world of Disney Plus and Secret Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> now, Charles Barkley did beat... A squirrel? Maybe it's a squirrel? <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Charles Barkley did beat Miles Teller and Mike Golick. <laughs> what? And Kyle Rudolph. Wow. There's some more people. I'm not going to go through them all, but. um, Well, I mean, hey, he's been working on the swing at least, right? Yeah. Okay. I think I think that one of these years he's going to break the top 70. Hmm. I mean, this year, number 70 was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they say that his swing has gotten better. It's gone from, like, horrendous. Oh, yeah. He lost the hitch. And so that's been a big improvement. If you ever watched the match when it was him and Phil versus, um, um, who was it? Peyton Manning and Steph, I think. Something like that. Uh, Yeah. Charles ended up being the guy that they went to on the tee shots a bunch. Because Phil was playing the tips and Charles was playing the regular men's tees. And he just kept putting them down the middle, and Phil's like, hell yeah, we're using your ball. (laughs) (laughs) So, but that's a great event. Phil played the tips. (laughs) It's not always perverted. It's the furthest tees are called the tips. Yeah, that's the way the team should go. You know, you you want the guy with the longest tip to go first. (laughs) The The longest guy hits from the tips. (laughs) (laughs) that big te that bte you know and he's usually giving you a couple strokes if he's good enough to hit from the tips (laughs) 
guys. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Don't die, Brian. So, Don't die, Brian. Uh, that American Century is a, is a really a cool event. They raise millions of dollars every year for charity. I want to say they bring like $7 million of economic activity to Tahoe, which, I mean, it's not like Ooh. Tahoe necessarily needs it, but, you know. But it's, it's cool, like 17th hole, they've got a DJ and they have a whole party. It's right along the beach, so everybody pulls up in their boats. And mm. you just got people, like, on the beach, in their boats, on the land side. Like, it's just a party. Just a whole bunch of day drinking Dude. and, like, you know, taking off their tops. And I'm sure and they do. Did they ever flash the... You know, but this is a tournament where, like... <laughs> You know, people will throw footballs <laughs> to all the quarterbacks, and they'll 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 autograph them and throw them back. You know, there's a basketball hoop at 17 because on like the that first ass, day they just ass. have like yeah, a lot of crowding. Steph Curry bombing threes yeah. from the tee box because why not? <laughs> you know, man's a robot, man. <laughs> but he. It just it was great to see him win it because it meant so much to he him. He actually needed this. I was I was gonna say, yeah, he actually I was actually gonna say he actually kinda needed this. Softens the blow of not and, winning uh, the title. With him and uh yeah, homeboy him and home dude <laughs> losing the game. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, we mentioned the Miz, so you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit about wrestling. Um and you mentioned Don Callis, so um, I saw this Don Callis story. I was trying to find the video, AAA. but never could. Did you find the video? No. Or at okay. least not that I was in a position to watch it. Um, I think it, mm. I think Cage Side Seats had it. Um, okay. But I was at work, so I couldn't watch videos. Um, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah. So crazy thing happened. Yeah, was there like a big bingo and a Kenny Omega match? I think they had a big matchup over yeah. there. Yeah, so they had yeah. a matchup, and uh, I think it was a clean finish. No problem there. What happened, though, was afterwards, uh, these pressers, these big press conferences, you know, CM Punk, man, you really started a trend with these <laughs> press conference fights. Um, first Jericho, and now this. Um, Don Callis had a Tekashita. Uh, Tekashita? Right? Yeah. Ricky? Uh, I guess Ricky's gone. Uh, but, yes, um, Don Callis is, is starting his own family right now because he broke away from Kenny Omega. And um, he pretty much had a, a backstage attack on Kenny Omega at this press conference. And uh, the la- la- latest thing I heard was that the guy who attacked Don Callis was actually a security guard and not a fan. Yeah, and he didn't know who that the hell Don sec- Callis was. Yeah, and, so and he, he was like, him. yo, this this gringo <laughs> over here is acting loco. I need to get his ass down, you know? <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. At least it wasn't a fan who, who did that, but uh, man. Yeah, Don Callis uh, was taken to a hospital in San Diego. So we'll see if uh, AAA and AEW keep working because obviously this is a pretty big uh, mismanagement thing. If you know if security guard is who sends uh, 
a performer to the hospital and not, you know, I guess it's better than it's not a fan. Yeah, definitely. Not. Um, no, I mean, again, if you're going to do an angle like that, maybe let security know. Yeah. Oye, chico, este, este gringo de aquí va a traer a este chinito de acá, van a haber golpes y tú lo de, tú dejas que pase. Sure. Obviously, that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the security guy was like, sí. Obviously, that didn't happen. And, you know, he saw he saw, uh, <laughs> he saw Tekashita and Don Callis making a move, and he's like, oh, man, let me grab this other guy. <laughs> that, that, that Chinese guy a little too big. <laughs> Oh man! So, by the way, Shinsuke Nakamura coming out with the gold locks. Honestly, he could be going back to that strong style. Looking a little pissed <laughs> off last Monday night. Yeah, they were talking about. I saw something they were talking about. Like this is headed toward a heel turn because he got mad at Champa. I'm like, no, Champa interfered in his match. Like. He's allowed to beat somebody up and not turn heel. Yeah, but yeah, also the yeah, way he he, just, he responded he towards Byron. What complaining that the people way, got into his business? He's just trying to have. Well, a no, match. no, but but he was like the way he was like Byron, get out of my business, like leave me the fuck alone right now. I I don't want to talk. Which is just like obviously there's that edge to Shinsuke that we haven't seen, so it's pretty good. To see that being played out, but I mean, hopefully, it's not like Listen, a heel thing, but more. I'd love more to like see a, King of Strong, strong style. style. Really, mm-hmm. like I don't necessarily love the the artist character as much as mm-hmm. I like the complete badass King of Strong style version of Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want him to go full yeah. heel. I just want him to go full heel. I want this to be like the. Reemergence of Shinsuke Nakamura. I've been calling for him to go heel for a while, so I hope this is finally it. <laughs> now, somebody like the same people who were talking about Shinsuke turning heel, they were talking about him like teaming up with Bronson Reed and The Miz because Champa's apparently wronged all of them. And I was like, I kind of hate that, but at the same time, The Way needs somebody to fight when Gargano's back. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I don't feel like Shinsuke would want those people in his business. No, he's mad at them already. That's why I say it's <laughs> yeah, not a heel yeah, turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's sick of people interfering in his matches. That's like the most face thing ever. Like, let me yeah, have it my just match. Be like a frustration thing. Yeah, like he just wants to stand up for yeah. himself and whatever. Yeah. But I'd I'd love for them to go to uh, turn him heel, but yeah, they need to. I think they need to do something with this character, though. Though, so yeah. So, um, in AEW news, we had the Owen Hart tournament finals. Oof, yeah. So it was actually the women's final was Ruby Soho returning finalist versus uh, this year's standout women wrestler of AEW Willow who is not only on fire, she is the New Japan Pro Wrestling Women's Champion, right? She lost it. She beat beat Sasha. Oh, she lost it? 
Yes, yeah, so she beat she oh, beat uh, Mercedes Monet a few few months ago in a matchup that uh, Mercedes was reportedly supposed to win. Mercedes suffers an injury. They make yeah. a call in the ring for Willow to go ahead and win the matchup, win the belt, and then uh, Willow recently defended it against uh, Julia, who's a real standout wrestler in uh, Japan. Yeah, really good. But yeah. Oh, okay. And she lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's it's good to get the the belt back off of her, but um, standout Willow uh, catches a W over Ruby Soho, and honestly, I'm pretty sad that Ruby Soho didn't get the the dub. Right, because, poor Ruby Soho. Well, Could she get poor Ruby Soho? Nice yeah, she she left the WWE and gets the same treatment at AEW. So you can't win. You can't win, man. You just can't win sometimes. <laughs> You love this business, and sometimes this business don't love you, man. <laughs> I mean, that said, she made the finals of the tournament, so there's there is that. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> oh boy, that's a Dolph Ziggler reference, by the way. Um. So, and then the men's side, it was what CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk, uh, LOL, who could have seen that coming, <laughs> versus Ricky Starks, which was honestly a pretty good, pretty good match. Um, obviously, if uh, long-term listeners will probably remember me talking shit about Ricky Starks at some point in time, saying how I, I didn't really get him. But, man, catching the the pin at the end, using the ropes to, to win – Turning a little bit heel, stealing the cup from uh, Lince Tiger, Tiger Lince, whatever his name is. <laughs> and, uh, man, hopefully hopefully it leads to a good program, though. So Ricky Starks is actually kind of like the guy who most resembles The Rock. Like, people talk about, like, MJF and the LA Knight, but Ricky Starks is actually kind of looks like him, actually has, like, a lot of sort of mannerisms like The Rock does in his – promos and in his speaking when he was on the mic so yeah ricky starks for him to actually get a victory over cm punk with this one again like brian i'm not sure if ricky is actually turning heel or if he's just a little bit more aggressive and doing whatever he has to do to win the matchup so i mean the end game of it is is that cm punk ends up disgruntled much like saquon barkley austin eckler um, all the NFL running backs who failed to sign new deals and are now staring down the barrel of a franchise tag and just lighting up wrestling twi- or <laughs> football Twitter. Yeah, so I saw this news yesterday. You guys were like, man, the running backs are, are on fire right now. And I was like, I wonder what the heck's going on. But I saw the news earlier that what was uh, Saquon Barkley didn't reach an agreement, so he wasn't reporting to, to camp. That was the first thing I saw, and I was like, well, you know, who cares? I mean, it's not a who cares. Obviously, Saquon Barkley held out la- or didn't hold out last year. He played. He played last year, right? Yeah. Um, but he was on like, well, you know, I got to prove myself because of the injury, yada yada. But. All of the running backs, even Derrick Henry, is like, "Yo, we're we're taking a stand." Like all, everybody, yeah. Football has become like a very pass-heavy game, so like the running backs just get devalued. So like by the time their big contract comes around, they uh, people in the league think that they've hit their peak, and like 
I mean, if you look at the past Super Bowl mm-hmm. winners, like they've done it with um, really running backs that are getting paid sort of sub one million. Mm-hmm. Like the contract, I think that they're offering yes. um, Saquon Barkley, and the franchise contract is around like ten million. So they'll make ten million ten. million this year, which you know, money wise, is pretty solid for like your regular Joe Blow American and stuff like that. So you know, I'm not gonna cry for them, but you know. They they compared to other positions in the NFL, it's it's massively a um sort of it's it's hard to say underpaid because like you know just a running back position, kids don't become running backs. Like if you're listening, if any kids are listening, <laughs> just don't become running backs. Like play baseball or become a quarterback. Like you just take way too much uh, punishment on your body, and like it's just a really undervalued position. But yeah, really sucks for Saquon. <laughs> So yeah, the the franchise tag is uh, uh, ten point one million. Tony Pollard already cool. signed his. Um, Saquon and um, oh, why can't I think of the other guy's name? That Josh Jacobs are probably yeah. both looking at holding out and saving themselves some wear and tear and. You know, I get it. Um, the you know the trouble they're going to run into is they've got to learn the lesson that Le'Veon Bell learned the hard way. You know, go ahead and sit out that whole year and look and see what happens. You'll end up hey. playing for the Jets. Come on, come on down to the Texans, boys. Oh yeah, like I said, you'll end up playing for the da- Jets. Damian Damian Pierce and David Singletary go need a backup to to get around and pound. So. Um, what I was saying, that Evan Ingram, Saquon's Giants teammate and tight end, just signed mm-hmm. a three-year, forty-one million dollar deal. Yeah, and Saquon. And was, I'm sorry, like Evan Ingram, not more important to that offense. Saquon Barkley means. See, more. and that. And I, I saw this graphic that said right now the average salary for a kicker is like almost 3 million and for the average running back it's like less than 2 it's like almost 2.3 million. Yep. Yeah, you have so to So it's like there's there's something that's just going on position wise that just isn't correlating, you know. There is you have to factor in like second string and third string for running backs as well, but yeah, no, you're yeah, well, running backs are getting killed. <laughs> this is something that's that's interesting. I heard a couple stats on the uh, the wheelhouse on the radio. Little hat tip to those guys. Of the last eight Super Bowls, so that's sixteen teams. Yeah. Only five of those teams had thousand yard rushers. The only the the league rushing leader has not made the Super Bowl since Sean Alexander in like oh five. So mm. As much as I want to be like grabbing my torch and pitchfork and rolling up to front offices, running backs while important. Get me Derrick Henry down here now. (laughs) That's what I want to be like. You know, the teams that have these great rushers, look at who's been one of the most dominant running backs in the league the last couple of years. Nick Chubb. What's Cleveland Mm -hmm. done? Nothing. Nada. Nada. 
Well, that's because they never had the good quarterback, you know, behind the Oh, uh, no, I shouldn't even mention Cleveland. Now you're going to get a boner for Deshaun. Yeah, they got all greasy McGee back Get there. over it. He's hey, not hey. your quarterback. <laughs> Look, if C.J. Stroud's got some shoes to fill, they're not big shoes, but he's got some shoes to fill, and I'm ready to get hurt this season. <laughs> I'm ready to get hurt. That is a Texans fan right yeah, there. Yeah, it's beautiful. You're ready to go <laughs> well, look, hey, and risk it all for CJ Stroud, uh, bro. <laughs> well, look, I, I, I just I just spent yesterday and today watching the new Netflix series Quarterback, uh, and I'm not going to lie. Even though I knew the outcome of the 2022 season, I was pretty enthralled in the Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota stories. Um it's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. God, that's three I, guys in I different can... phases of their careers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got Patrick Mahomes, who's like the, the young Kenny Powers, who doesn't have the fame going up young to his Trump. head, but still, you know, pretty pretty famous. <laughs> and then Kirk Kirk Cousins, who's like, man, what's life ever going to be about? What if I never get to the Super Bowl and all this other stuff? <laughs> And Marcus Mariota just trying to find his way in Atlanta and all this other stuff. <laughs> trying to rebuild his career. Yeah. Losing his job again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it's like I said, it's it's pretty fun. Uh, pretty fun story. Um, obviously, shout out to the Chiefs for, you know, shout out to the franchise fantasy quarterback that I got for winning. Um, but, uh that got me pretty pumped for this upcoming season. So I'm pretty excited to see what happens in the quarterback position here in, in Texas. Obviously, we still need some more weapons and a, probably a little bit of a better O-line. But, hey, the draft went a certain way. We'll see if uh, those players develop. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing that gets you excited for the season. And I am excited for the season. But I, I want to finish up. We've got one more little segment to do. I gave you boys some homework last night. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to do this every so often where we have like a little topic and we do a, a you know, little list of three. You know, and I, I told you guys, I said, you know, find your three wildest team names in sports. Weirdest, craziest, funniest, whatever you want. And you know, let's go through one at a time, um, each of us. We'll talk about them, like, you know, have some fun with it. And, um, Alan, we'll start with you. What what did you find? Yeah. So, I went with uh, the Albuquerque Isotopes, Isotope. just because that's the Colorado Rockies minor league, minor league team. Um, I really like the hats. They have... Um, they have Adams they on have, them. Uh, they have yes, they have the Adams on them, which is which is pretty cool. And then the the like uh, crazy hat, the one with like the mascot or whatever. They have like a Dia de los Muertos mariachi on it. So of course, you know how to go with that. And then also Hillsboro. No, we're gonna do one at a time for uh, each of us. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I thought we were just going to go all three. I was ready to go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love the isotopes. So, and really the genesis of this segment was kind of 
Um, do you remember the East Bay catalog? <laughs> um, I can't say I do. Well, you're a youngin. Um, East Bay was like this sports catalog, and if you were a jock kid, you just waited for this catalog, and they would have all these like minor league baseball hats, and you learned about all these like just completely wild names and teams that existed. And so, like, you know, when I got my glizzy hat, you know, that was a Redding, Redding fighting Phils who play <laughs> as the Redding hot dogs, and that was a fun one. Um, oh, so you knew that, okay, so you knew that they were going to have, like, a hot dog hat. It wasn't just a casual you found. I mean, I a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't play every game as the hot dogs, just every so often. It's one of their special deals. So, I, you know, I wanted to talk about some of these wild team names. And the, my first one is from the old East Bay catalog. It was the Lansing Lugnuts. <laughs> I Out found of, that one as well. Yeah, Lansing, Michigan. Well they, are, they are currently... The high A affiliate of the Oakland A's, and they have been, they've moved around a lot. They started out as the Lafayette Red Sox in Indiana, and then moved around a couple times, ended up in Lansing, I want to say in the mid-90s, and became the Lugnuts. And they've changed their affiliated Major League team multiple times. But that was, and their hat is great. It's a red hat with an L and a lug nut on it. Like with a face on the lug nut. (laughs) And it's absolutely stellar. (laughs) Ricky, what do you got for your first one? I've got uh, Arkansas Arkansas, uh, School for the Deaf Leopards. (laughs) Get it? Get it? (laughs) oh (laughs) that's awesome the deaf leopards oh (laughs) do you know what has seven arms and rocks deaf leopard (laughs) i thought that one was great uh i do wonder if at the pepper alleys for this school they do a lot of can 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 i hear you guys let me hear you guys make a little noise let me hear you guys make a little noise. Wow. I can't wow. hear you. Wow. Yeah. Ricky the, just the went Pep Rally the marching community. band. <laughs> the the marching band has has the easiest job. They just have to like ah, they don't even have to hit the drums. They just They just have to march. They just have to act like it. Yeah. Just it all. <laughs> Damn. Damn so what a it. solid <laughs> yeah. what a solid choice. The deaf leopards. Yeah, but, oh, I took this. I took this assignment oh. serious, my man. Oh, that is good stuff, Alan. <laughs> go to number two. Oof, the Hillsboro Hops. Spoiler alert! I said it earlier, <laughs> but the Hillsboro Hops. Um, honestly, I'm just. I just looked at hats, and they had a little a hoppy slugger on one of their hats. So I was like, uh, I like that one. Nice. That makes me think of the uh, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. We'll uh, give them a little honorable mention. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
Let's see here. So my second one, because there's two places to really look for these. Um, minor league baseball and college football. And so my second one is the Akron Zips. A little Maction out of Ohio. And the the Zips, in 1927, they chose this nickname via a contest. A student suggested Zippers, which was the name of the popular rubber overshoe sold by Akron's B.F. Goodrich Company. In 1950, they decided to shorten it to the Zips. And their mascot is a kangaroo. Named Zippy. Right. <laughs> Zippy the kangaroo is the Akron Zips mascot, and they were named for fucking rain boots. <laughs> apparently made they by BF Goodrich. Apparently they have a pretty good soccer team. So they've gone to like 17 uh, NCAA tournament yeah. appearances or something. Hey, yeah. listen. <laughs> On a Thursday night in in October, I will turn on that Thursday night action and watch the Akron Zips, Zips. play <laughs> the Marshall Thundering Herd. I am here for it. <laughs> okay. Now, Ricky, what do you got for number two? Okay, my number two, uh, I'm going to kind of cheat on this one a little bit. So you were saying that you find a lot of good ones with college and uh, um, sort of minor league teams. Mm-hmm. I find that you can find a lot of great names with some art schools and design schools. Okay. So we have Rhode Island School of Design, NADS. They're called NADS. NADS. <laughs> I love it. Now, now, now it's kind of a cheating because they don't play any sanctioned team sports. <laughs> <laughs> this is cheating. <laughs> so their basketball team is known as the Balls. So I, I just had to. <laughs> the, the Nads are playing as the Balls. <laughs> they have a mascot named Scrody. So of this, course this they do. I, I really want to go to this school. Like, I've never been really uh, interested in design, but I, I think I am now. I, I mean, think <laughs> I what was it? The South Harmon Institute of Technology sandwiches? <laughs> go fighting nads. Go fighting nads. <laughs> Oh, that's great. We've got big balls. <laughs> ah, there's their song. That's the school song, ACDC's Big Balls. <laughs> I'm ever up a class high society. God's gift to ballroom notoriety. Notoriety. <laughs> the affairs are never small. Social pages say I've got the biggest balls of all. <laughs> Go fighting match. Go fighting match. Oh, my God. Uh, every time I sing, the dogs run into the room like there's something wrong. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, Alan, what do you got for your number one? Number one. 
I'm going to go with the San Antonio Mission. Okay. Because of La Chancla. Uh, yep, they hat have La Chancla hat. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although uh, a notable mention for first would be the Quad City River Bandits who have a raccoon dressed up in a Mexican poncho and hat. Now, I, I will say this so. let's not go too deep on the honorable mentions because, you know, we can. There's so many out there. We can do this segment again in a month or two. <laughs> we really good. <laughs> um, so, uh, my 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 third one is the uh, Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Chanticleers. <laughs> and the Chanticleer is a rooster. A Oh, I think I remember that way back in the day. We there was like some rooster cartoon show. Specifically from Jeffrey Chaucer Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. <laughs> That's where he was from. And the reason they started Coastal Carolina started out as the Trojans. And when they became a affiliated school with the University of South Carolina. <laughs> Also known as the Gamecocks, another honorable mention right there. <laughs> um, they decided they wanted to have a mascot that was similarly um, themed, so they went with the Chanticleers. And then they just when they when they became independent again, they just stuck with it. And it, it's a pretty solid logo, like a muscle bound rooster throwing a fist. Like I like it a lot. <laughs> and they are um they are conference usa i believe huh so you know like i said you know good uh good place to find these is uh <laughs> is your uh your college football like mid-major conferences <laughs> so, so my next one my next one uh Upiston. Upiston, I, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Upiston, Illinois, is known as the sweet corn capital of the world, and they have it's a corn. High school. It has <laughs> the juice, <laughs> and they have a high school in Hoopiston, and they're called Hoopiston Area Corn Jerkers. Corn, corn Jerkers, <laughs> not to be confused with the Corn Huskers, of course. But the corn jerkers from Hoopiston. Oh my! You can shout out on our podcast, <laughs> Ricky. You dug deep. You went to the school of the deaf, a high school. <laughs> hey, you gave Ricky homework, and he and took the it Rhode serious. Island I'll tell you what, Art Institute. That's the Nats. The, Nats. the fighting Nats. Like, go Nats! Wow, go. Richard, you understood the assignment. <laughs> I do not play, bro. I come I, to compete. I listen, came to compete. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I'm Alan. I'm mad myself, so I came to compete. <laughs> I think Ricky might win for the wildest names on this on this uh, version. Like, I went for for style of yeah, design. You did good. You, know? you did good. Like quality hats with those. Yeah. I, I just damn Ricky in a <laughs> high school team involved. 
Yeah, you... <laughs> the corn jerkers, like, corn jerkers. like he's got the nads, the corn jerkers, and Def Leppard. Def like, Leppard, man. I'm pretty sure that's also like something that happened in Nebraska in like 1988. <laughs> someone, someone uh, jerked some corns with. The, uh, I don't even listening know. to Def Leppard <laughs> and busted their nads. <laughs> it's a Saturday night in uh, in Nebraska <laughs> after payday. <laughs> so, um, one I think we all can get behind on the honorable mentions. Who also will have um, Jordan Alvarez uh, making some rehab starts for? Oh wow! Um. Is the Sugarland Space Cowboys? Because of course they're the Space Cowboys. This is Texas. We have NASA and we have Cowboys. <laughs> and that tokers, was we are tokers. We are also Midnight Jokers, and yes, we are also Space Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it's always funny because they had a great name to start with. As they were formerly the Sugarland Skeeters. <laughs> also a great name for a minor league team. So I they definitely needed mentioned on our first uh first time going through wild team names. <laughs> <laughs> the Skeeters. <laughs> Love that one. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I thought we'd kind of finish up with a little bit of those shenanigans. Think that was a good time, a good use of our time. Um, you know, maybe, maybe next week we tackle the um, prevalence of beverages and the naming rights of baseball stadiums. Oh yeah. Ooh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know. Why was I thinking of this the other day? Probably because the Astros from Minute Maid Park played the Devil Rays from Tropicana Field, and it's like, how much orange juice can you mm. actually drink? <laughs> well, no, it was something that, not course field. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Because Pepsi or uh, the Bell Center is no longer the Pepsi Center or whatever. Oh. It's now the Bell Center, mm -hmm. the where the Nuggets play. That's why I was thinking about course field, and I was like, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> good, we, the topic came up. Good stuff, right? guys. We're already, we already yeah. got into it, so uh, yeah, get ready for that next week. We'll give you a little sneak preview. Um, in the meantime, maybe we'll post some other wild team names on on social media. But you can catch us on social media on Facebook at. Space City Recreation and Entertainment. On Instagram at? Space City SRE. And on Twitter at? Space City RE. <laughs> Catch me on Instagram at Brian's Beer Show. And on Twitter at this underscore those. Um, and catch Ricky outside, if you can. Catch me this weekend, the Seminole uh, cinema cinematic event of our lifetime. Barbie and Oppenheimer are coming out on the same day. They say if you're going to watch them back to back, the proper attire is a three-piece suit, preferably gray or some sort of other drab color, and like a pink thong. So three-piece <laughs> suit. <laughs>
song if you're going to enjoy Barbie I mean, and Oppenheimer this week. A pink tie as well. Maybe a pink hat band on your That's on your what hat. I was thinking. Like a little pink, like maybe a, something in your square. pocket. Yeah, pocket square. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the song is necessary. <laughs> um, speaking of Barbie, John Cena playing a mermaid. Yeah, playing I Mer saw Ken that. I in, saw that. In the Barbie movie. That's enough to probably get me to watch it. Yeah, it's Greta Gerwig. It's Greta Gerwig. She makes like all these really cool like indie independent style movies. So it's not just going to be like cute. Was that why John Cena was in a dress? Could be. Yo, that would be crazy. <laughs> It's not going to be like a cutesy wootsy, just just straight up little Barbie movie for kids. It's going to be probably like an assessment on females and society and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's Greta Gerwig. It's going to be good. Go check it out. Also, J. Robert Robert Oppenheimer. Don't you want to know about the, the nuclear bomb, bro? The destroyer of worlds? Come on. I mean, he was Thanos. So I want to know. I want to know how how uh, they filmed this without CGI. Yeah, he actually you know, like, he actually set off in an, uh, some sort of atomic bomb, some sort of bomb to make it look like yeah. <laughs> Not joking. I want to see it. I got to see it. <laughs> Probably mix some magnesium in the bomb to get that flash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not an actual atomic bomb. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about having like three-eyed fish? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? So with that... Well, the good thing is, uh, by the, judging by the previews, this was done in a desert and not by a river. So. I'm pretty sure it was pretty close to uh, Albuquerque, hence the isotopes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bringing it back around to Alan's first name. But... <laughs> With that, go see Barbie. Go see Oppenheimer. Go see Jordan play for the Space Cowboys. Whatever you do, get out there and see Space City. See Space City. I'm a Space City girl in a Space City world. Life is Space City. We podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>